0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Debutant Report. Once again, I'm your host, Michael Long, Back to break down Australian Survivor Brains vs. Brawn. And we have made it. We've made it all the way to the finale. And well done to Hayley for winning the title of Soul Survivor this season for Brains vs. Brawn. Really great effort by her. I think she played a really, really great game and really brought it home in this final episode. Yeah, can't wait to get into it once again this week. And like I mentioned in last episode, we don't have one, not two, but we've got three guests this week to break it all down. It should be absolutely fantastic. Making her return to the podcast, we've got Emma Jane. Emma Jane, how are you?
1: Hello, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm going well. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm going well too. Thanks heaps for coming back on. Really appreciate it. Our second guest also making his return to the podcast, the one and only Noah. Noah, how are you going, mate?
2: Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me back and really excited to get into another awesome week of survival.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thanks once again as well for coming back on. And making her debutant report Boo. we have the one and only Emma coming on the show this week. Emma, how's it going?
3: Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on here. I'm doing well. How are you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going well. Thanks, Emma. I know it might be a bit confusing having an Emma and an Emma Jane on this week, but hopefully we should avoid that conflict and it should go really, really well. Awesome. There's so much to get into this week, so why don't we just dive in? We start at the final immunity challenge, final three. We've got Flick, Haley, and George fighting it out for that final spot. Really, really intense challenge. Probably one of the most intense challenges I can remember on Survivor in recent history. It reminded me of Survivor Thailand in US. That was probably up there as well as the, I guess, more torturous challenges they've ever had. If you haven't seen it before, go look it up on YouTube. Yeah, really, really great but also really grueling challenge too. Um, Emma, let's get your opinion on this. What did you think of the challenge? Like obviously Final Final Three challenge is always big, but this one seems to take it to another level, yeah. What do you think of it?
3: Well, at first looks I was like this is something from like medieval torture. Um but no, I thought it was a good challenge. It was a bit different, which I liked. And, um, it wasn't just so much balancing endurance, but also like, you know, they had to move and reposition themselves, which I think is a bit different from the, you know, balancing ones where they only have one certain spot you can stand. So I liked the change and like how the, um, cage like lowered. And I thought that was an interesting, um, addition to it.
0: Yeah. It seems like every year they would like to go take it to the next level for each of those final three challenges. Uh, I remember hearing one of JLP's interviews and he came up with the idea with the challenge department that he had the idea of a bed of nails and thought that would be a really cool idea for a challenge. And then I think someone else suggested, why don't we have the roof lowered to make it even more intense? And it's just like layers upon layers of just intensity, which is crazy. Yeah, like we saw again this season, we have the family visit, which is always a great way to, I guess, enhance that final challenge. Um, Noel, what did you make of, I guess, having a family around, do you think this would have helped the contestants or would it have made it, like, I guess, a bit more challenging to stay focused? I don't know. What do you think of the family aspect to, I guess, this final, I mean, challenge?
2: Well, it's always emotional and it's always one of the nicest parts of the season. But I feel like, and George especially said it himself, it just gives the main reminder of why you're there. During the game, you kind of... Get so lost in the gameplay that you forget that you're really just there for your family. And I think it really just gives a big boost to going on to winning and attempting to win that final Unity challenge. Um, but I also thought it would have been a touch hard, especially for Flick. But I think it really just helps people push through and last longer, having motivated there.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Like, challenges don't normally go for almost six hours. Like, with the family there, definitely helps out. I really felt for Flick in that situation, Um having a mum pass away earlier in the season and then uh, not being able to see her or her family, actually. I think it was only her friend and her boyfriend that came along, so not even one of her close family members was there, but yeah, definitely um probably would have given Flick more mo- motivation having her family there. But yeah, challenge went on for a long time, just over five hours, and Hayley ends up holding out. I was actually really impressed by Georgie this challenge too, the way that he was able to, last as long as he did. Yeah, George has always had that little funny aspect to him. But I guess, Emma-J, did you think George stood a chance in this challenge? And um, if he did, who would he have taken final trouble? That's an interesting
1: question. Um, So I do think all three of them had a chance. If you make it that far, yes. You do have the opportunity to participate in that final challenge. I think George did really well to get as far as he did. Um, but if he did win, I'm thinking he would take Hayley because from his perception of the jury that he would receive solid votes already locked in for Flick. And I think he mentioned in a previous episode that he needed Hayley to go all the way with him for that reason. So I think he would have chosen Hayley if he did win. But it was a tough challenge. What did you think, Michael?
0: Yeah, definitely a tough challenge. I think, like, I mean, it was long odds to taking that one out. To be honest, especially given what's happened in previous seasons. But, yeah, I was still really impressed the way that he lasted that long. I mean, most other seasons, if you last that long, you're probably going to win that challenge. Um, so, yeah, tough for George in that situation. But congrats to Haley for taking out the final immunity. I think either way, I think I mentioned this last week with Tom, whoever won that challenge. It didn't matter who won. Haley was going to go to final two anyway. Do you agree with that, Emma, or like, what do you think would have happened if maybe Flick would have won?
3: Oh, I think Haley, as soon as Car went home, was set because as um we heard earlier, George um was pretty keen on taking Haley, and I think taking Flick for him, or if Haley won, taking Flick probably wouldn't have been the best choice because she was pretty good with the jury and social game, um, but. I think, yeah, Haley was set. She had a good chance at winning the challenge, which we saw she did. Um, And then I think both Flick and George would have preferred taking her over the other option. Because for George, again, you know, he thinks he can out-strategize her in a way and, like, had a more strategic play than her. And Flick wouldn't want to take George due to that large strategic game, which she was lacking a little bit. So I would agree with that, thinking that Haley was pretty set from there. What about you? What do you think, Michael?
0: Yeah, like I said last week, Haley was set from in that final three. Like whoever won was going to take Haley. I was just curious, I guess, in a final two with Flick and George, who wins in that situation? I don't know. no, what do you think? Who would win out of Flick or George?
2: Um, I think it'd be close. Um, but I think Flick would come on top. I think she already had four locked in votes, and I think the physical prowess she had, and especially the jury's questions last night that were berating George on the fact that he didn't have a physical prowess. I think Flick still would have come out on top, but I think the vote would have been more close than what it ended up being last night.
0: Yeah, it would have been tight. I think, well, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but Flick's relationships to the jury probably would have given her the upper hand already against George. Um, I just wanted to touch on something as well, Emma-Jane. We're heading to final Tribal Council after Haley's won that final immunity. Normally, in other seasons, we see the players get to strategize a bit at camp before they head off to final Tribal Council. This time around, we didn't see that. They just went straight there, and all their strategizing had to be done at the Tribal Council at three. So, both George and Flicker are going to try to stay in the game. I personally think that Flick did herself a disservice here in the way that she argued for herself. Uh, What did you think about this?
1: Uh, Sure. So, I think that when they went straight to tribal council, that didn't allow much time for George or Flick to pitch their case to Hayley. But I'm not sure if Hayley might have already made up her mind before that. Um, And the challenge did go on for over five hours, so that timing. Maybe, um, there wasn't enough time. I don't really know how it works, but that's what I have been thinking. And then, um, I think Flick, the way she spoke was kind of in defending her own game and pushing forward her game as a physical and social game. But I think she did what she could. She, I'm not sure what else she could have done. What are your thoughts, Michael?
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to pass over to Emma and see what she thinks of this as well. Emma, what do you think about how Flick approached this final trial? And even George, how did he, what do you think of both their approaches?
3: Yeah, I think Flick may have dug herself a little bit of a hole, in my opinion. Um, I get that she was trying to pitch hard, and I understand that, especially when you don't win the challenge, you know, and there's a one in two chance of you going home or going on the jury. Um, but her approach was... At first she started uh not attacking George's game, but kind of putting it up to a level, but it's also talking about it in a way that Haley's game was also similar to. So it wasn't necessarily persuading her away from it. But also she then was talking about her physical side and, you know, how obviously things with her mum and stuff that had happened during the duration of the game, you know, how her mental strength. I feel like in that she was almost reminding Haley why she shouldn't take her in a way because like in my opinion the way flick was putting it up i was like if flick did that and used that as her pitch to the jury if she got through the final two she'd beat hayley so i think in a way she almost did herself a disservice in her pitch
0: yeah absolutely agree now what do you think of it any last thoughts
3: yeah i think um
2: i agree with what everyone else said because i thought it was interesting because she addressed hayley twice And the first time she kind of talked about how, you know, you want to take someone with a higher game, and George was higher socially, but he didn't have any real physical prowess. But then talked about in her second attempt how big her physical game was. And I think that's kind of just telling Hayley, you had a physical game and George didn't, but to even it out, take me. And I think she then tried to appeal with emotions and I don't think it ended up working for her.
1: Yeah. I yeah, would on, also add, sorry, um, that each of them had different games. Like, each of them played a different game, and they're all um, on the extreme end. So you see, like, Flick is drawn George's brain strategically, and then Haley's like, a, a bit of both. So I think the decision that Hayley made was um, best for her game. But, yeah, Michael, go on with your analysis.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... um. I think I mentioned this in the first podcast episode. There's three ways in which you can really appeal to for someone to keep you and vote someone else off. So you can either play yourself up or you could play the other person down. But there's a third option, which is you could play the other person up. So I think in this situation for Flick, she did the complete opposite of what she was meant to do in that she played George up, but it made him look like he was a good person to take through and she played herself up in that she made herself seem like she would be able to beat Haley in the end based on her like um the emotional plea and that's gonna I guess align with the jury a bit more. I don't know if I explained that too well, but I feel like, yeah, she didn't pick the right option there in the way that she could have played that out. I mean, yeah, kind of agree with everything you guys have said so far. There's definitely a way that she could have played that three tribal council better and it ended up getting her voted out in that third spot. Yeah, Flick her game as a whole was very much scrapping at the bottom or playing in the middle. I don't think she was ever on top at any stage in the game. Um, Emma, what did you think about Flick's game as a whole?
3: Look, I respect Flick and she did well to get that far. Um, and she did have good social relationships with people. You can see that, like, you know, even with Hayley or with Danny. Um, however, I would not put her as a winner apart from of ha- having those set votes because personally for me i don't think she was actually um making moves herself she was more a tag along so apart from the move near the beginning where she switched out of simon's alliance the boys alliance and the girls one um she hasn't really been taking upon the moves herself she's been more agreeing with the people in her alliance so like danny um was a main one for a bit. She would be on Danny's side and what Danny said went and Flick would support her with that. But I don't think there was a situation when she had like that group where she really emerged and was like, I wanna make moves, I wanna do this. But then again her social game was incredible and so was her physical game. Like she was always up there, always helping her team or in the individual immunities, always doing well if not winning them.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I think she definitely had more of a social and a physical game, not as much a strategic game. But, yeah, I think if she had made it to final two with Hayley, it would have been really close there. Yeah, Flick and Hayley. Who wins in that situation, Noah?
2: I thought about that one a lot because I think it was an interesting jury then to weigh off. And not a lot of people agree with me, but I think Hayley wins in a 5-4 vote. Because I who, think Who
0: are the deciding votes in that one?
2: I think she would get Kara, George, Baden, um, Way, and then I think she would possibly be able to either keep Andrew or pull across a pull across a Braun, um, and possibly most likely Laura, because I think Haley played a better strategic game, and she can also use the fact that both her and Flick got voted out, so that's no longer an advantage that George had. So. I think Hayley would win in a 5-4 just based purely off um, tribe alliances.
0: Yeah, that's true, especially with this jury. They seem to be more of the emotional jury and not so much of the strategic aspect and like the lying and backstabbing. We'll get into that later as we head into final tribal council. But yeah, in that situation, I would say that Flick has the upper hand there, even though Hayley on paper does have played the more strategic game. I don't know. Emma-Jane, what are your thoughts on that one, Flick or Hayley in that final two?
1: That's a tough one. Um, I would say that, uh, Flick had a really good story, um, if she made it to the end. I would have to say, I would like Hayley to win based on her strategic play, um, and how she played strategically. But for Flick, it would be a really good underdog, um, winner. As you said before, she was always in the middle, playing from the bottom. Um, so that might have been a good winning ending, but I would say, Probably Haley because of her strategic game. But the jury ultimately decides, so it would be based on their, what they valued.
0: That's interesting. Two of you against me. Um, yeah, I'd still have to say, Flick, in this scenario, just the whole emotional pull of that, um, that emotional plea that she has probably just gets her over the line. But I guess I just wanted to touch on the fact that we have a final three where legitimately anyone could win no matter what the final two combination would be. And I think that's really rare in any Survivor season, any variation around the world, that you get such a competitive final three and final two situation. So yeah, in that sense this season has been a really great one there. Nevertheless, we're moving on to final tribal Council, Haley versus George, Battle of the Heavyweights. And let me just say from the outset of this season, I would not have expected that Haley and George would be willing to sit next to each other in a final two. Like, I don't think anyone would have thought would have seen that coming. And I guess it's just really great that we have two fans that have actually made it to the final two. Like, yeah, just really grateful there were two fans who actually knew what they were doing in the final two and made it for a really entertaining Tribal Council there. So, Hayley versus George, final Tribal Council, they're both arguing their cases. I personally think that I would have aligned with George's pitch. I mean, he knew from his perception that he knew he wasn't going to get a lot of votes based on his relationships, but purely strategically... I really liked his quotes, when, one of his quotes when he said, You don't need to like me to vote for me. And that's a really interesting way of approaching the final tribal council. What did you think of that, Emma?
3: Yeah, I really liked George's pitch. I thought it was, um, fairly strong, especially the quote you just said, Michael. It was interesting because I went into the jury when watching it and was rooting for George a bit more over Hayley. However, I thought his pitch may have been a little bit weaker than Hayley's personally. I felt like Haley just went that step further in um, proving why, like George would state a fact and then he'd stop. He wouldn't elaborate on it as much. But, again, he still spoke really well. I think it was definitely that politician side of him coming out and, you know, you could hear he wanted it and you could hear he had thought it out. So it was a smart way of doing it, but I think Haley and her pitch had him slightly beat.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like, yeah, he definitely had his ideas thought out. Obviously, as a politician, he knows what he's doing. And he knew that he couldn't win it based purely on social and emotional plays. He had to win it on strategy and not worrying about who he cut along the way, but just ensuring that he was the I guess aggressor in the situation. Yeah, Noel, what did you think about George's pitch?
2: Yeah, I thought I thought George's pitch was better than Haley. I think um the bit where he fell short was answering the jury's questions. But I also thought the jury seemed to forget Almost, it wasn't a strategic vote. They voted a lot of relations and the fact that Haley won challenges. But I think George's pitch, he set it out in phases. He showed how he practically controlled Merge. Every single vote, apart from Baden's, was from his design. And I think they almost forgot how strategically well played George had done it. And he was on the bottom for the first almost 10 or so episodes. So I think. In terms of his pitch, I thought it was very good. I just thought he fell short when answering the questions.
0: Yeah, I really agree with that. I think, yeah, like you said, George played probably the better strategic game, the way he was able to control the merge from being in the middle, um, playing the middle so well, and then ensuring that he had Kyra by his side to make sure he wasn't alone in those flips. Yeah, it was really great, and I just really think that he did play the best, better strategic game. I think it all came down to the jury, though. Like, as we saw with the jury's questions we mentioned earlier, Noah, that it was very much emotional based and very much like some of the questions from Emmett or someone was like, Do you regret anything or was there anything that you would have changed about your game? And George was adamant that he was like, nah, I played the best strategic game. Or Emma Jane, do you think that put George in a bit of the bad books with the jury? Or was it just the jury themselves as being very much set in their ways?
1: It was George's Answer So I think the jury was valuing something different to what George was pushing forward. I think his game speaks for itself and he was trying to push that he was highly strategic, um and that he had no mistakes. But I don't think anyone or there there wasn't it wasn't a perfect game or he was he didn't play perfectly, but he did have some really good moves, he found a lot of advantages, played them correctly, had some good reads. But unfortunately, I think his read from the jury perspective and what they wanted, he needed to reflect that to them. So I think he missed that part.
0: Yeah, definitely. That was a big misstep on George's part. I feel like in any other season with, I guess, any other season's jury, George wins in the way that he argued his case. I think just specifically with this jury itself being very emotional-based and very um, socially based, I'd... Don't think George was in a winning position from the start. I know some people at Jury Villa might have given George the credit earlier on, but as more people came in, it probably would have shifted their focus and their, I guess, their vote in the end. What this final tribal council actually reminds me of is Russell Hans's jury pitches in the first two times that he played. I'm not sure I found many people are aware of this. First time Russell played, played the most strategic game ever seen but he burned a lot of people on the way and ended up costing him the game in his first season. Second season, very much the same, except it was with all returning players. He still made it all the way to the end, but he burned them even, I guess, more so than he did in his first season. And I think this is very similar to the way that George played and the way that they both pitched their games at Final Tribal Council. They were very much, I played the best game, you hand me your win because I was the best player. It wasn't about maintaining a social bond on the way out. And George, being a super fan of the game, probably should have realised that playing a final tribal council like Russell Hans isn't going to win you the game. Haley, on the other hand, played a very similar final tribal to Parvati Shallow, who Russell came up against in Russell's second time. And even though Parvati didn't get the win, I think she was probably the most deserving winner in that um, Heroes vs. Villain season. Haley's final tribal council speech. Now, she did play on the jury's emotions a lot, um... Emma, what did you think of Haley's Final trial Council performance as a whole?
3: Yeah, I thought she did well, especially when um, answering the jury's questions. I think that's why she pulled away from George a little bit. Um, I did appreciate and think she did well when addressing she went to Redemption Rock, because if she didn't address that, I think that would have been something the jury would have come at her with. But also the way she wasn't like, I was eliminated and everyone turned on me. She kind of used it to show how she's evolved her game. She was like, and then I was found myself in Redemption Rock, fought my way back into the game, and shifted how I played the game. And I think that was a really smart move because it kind of showed how she adapted and how she then worked on her relationships. And as we were saying, you know, being a very emotional jury, or so it seems, that really helped her because they were, with all the questions they're mainly asking, it was talking about relationships. So I think she was actually able to spin something that was one of potentially her weakest points in the game or in her pitch into one of her strongest and able to push it forward a bit.
0: Yeah. But that's for just sure. my
3: opinion. What do you think?
0: I feel like Haley's jury pitch wasn't the one that she wanted to put forward as a super fan. As a super fan, you really want to outline your real strategic moves without having to really pander to the jury as much. But given that, this, as we've said before, she was highly emotional, she adapted her case a lot better than George did to really suit what the jury was looking for, and I think that's what really gave her the win. We've already mentioned that um, before in this podcast. But her final tribal council performance is probably the most cohesive, most well-rounded, and gave the jury something to vote for, rather than um, you telling the jury why you want to win, like George did, Haley was able to show what she did, and then compelled the jury to give her her votes, if that makes sense. I don't know. I think one thing that really annoyed me about this final Tribal Council performance, not only the jury, we'll get we've already mentioned that um, the jury wasn't the greatest, but the fact that George had a route of beating Haley, even if he was on the back foot at the start, he could have really exploited Haley's faults in her game. The fact that she got voted out was a big fault to her game and could have swayed a few votes in the end. I don't know Noah, what do you think about the fact that Hayley got voted out and she still ended up winning the game? Yeah, she did.
2: And it, it seemed to be forgotten. And I think George could have exploited it more, especially. But it was another main thing that annoyed me about this final tribal council was none of the questions were, what was wrong with you getting voted out? How did you adapt the game? It was all, if you hadn't have done this, what would you have done differently? And that plays into Haley's game brilliantly because she says, well, I got voted out and can use that as the example whereas George, who's saying and pretty much did play a near-perfect game, can't really appeal to that sense of emotion of I reflected on my game, I changed it. He just played a strategic game. When Haley almost was able to use Redemption Rock to her advantage, when it really should have been a disadvantage in her game and should have been able to pull more votes over to George, because it was almost one of the worst strategic blow-ups of the whole season, and it somehow ended up advantaging Haley.
0: Yeah, definitely one of the big knocks for a Survivor winner to be voted out. I mean, well, I guess it's now become a game mechanic in US Survivor, but yeah, in Australian Survivor, it's very rare you see someone voted out and they end up winning the game. I guess this now begs the question, Emma-Jane, was George robbed? Is now George one of the Rob G.Odysses in the Survivor universe?
1: I don't know, probably if that's what you think, but I think the jury votes, the jury decides who the winner is and that's who they chose they chose Hayley, so maybe I think you'd think that George was robbed. But look, it is what it is. That's that's the way Survivor goes. I yeah, wish if- they could um show us more, like maybe do an extended tribal council or something. Give us another hour or so of like how this actually how each person what each person was thinking on the jury like i don't think we heard from Wei. i would have liked to hear what she had to say or more in detail
0: yeah i feel like a lot of us super fans would have actually what would really like to see the full extent of the final trial council but that would be over three hours long so i don't know if any people have time for that <laughs> but yeah i'll pass it over back to emma do you think george was wrong
3: yeah i would say in, a little bit but not completely, not as some other seasons or what we've seen in other times. But I did think George was a little bit more deserving than Haley. but I still think Haley played a brilliant game, like, and she was well-balanced all around, which is what probably helped her win. Um So even though I was rooting for George and think George was maybe slightly more deserving, it wasn't by much. So I don't think he was completely robbed, but I do think there was an element where he
1: should have won.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I feel like even though George did play a really great strategic game, that's not too much of a knock against Hayley as a winner. I feel like, yeah, she's definitely up there in terms of one of the better Australian Survivor winners um, that we've had. I guess, Emma, where does she rank in terms of your winner rankings of Australian Survivor?
3: That's a good question. She'd probably be in the top three, I think. I really liked her game and I liked how she played, especially. Um, in the early tribe swap, when she, you know, really utilized that idol she had for a couple of rounds. I just thought the way she was playing was brilliant. Um, however, I did like Dave and I did like Jericho. So they were definitely up there for my favourites, but Haley is probably close to them in my opinion.
0: Yeah, interesting. No, where does she rank for you?
2: Exactly the same as Emma. I think Mm out of the winners, Haley would be the third best i think i think dave would be first and jericho second but yeah i thought she played a well-rounded game the only thing difference was she had a couple of flaws being voted out when dave and jericho didn't but in terms of her game i thought it was good and i think she ranks high and will still always rank high in further seasons to come
0: yeah interesting emma jane your thoughts on this
1: yes i would say similar i would probably rank her Or Pia second to David, but but yeah, for the same reasons. I think she played a really great game. She was very strategic. She built strong relationships with the other survivors, and she had a really good physical game. She won immunity, so yeah, I think she definitely was well-rounded and, yeah, ranked very highly.
0: Yeah, I think I'd have to go similarly with Emma Jane there. I still put David at the top, but I think Hayley slots in right in that number two spot. On a strategic level, I think she's right up there with Dave and the way that she was managing to execute her moves. Obviously, getting voted out is a big knock against her, but taking that out of the picture, I think she ranks a bit higher than Pia, because Pia, I thought, was a little bit passive, and I think she ranks higher than Jericho as well. So right in that number two slot for me, I think Hayley's game. Yeah, she did really well. I guess, all round, she managed to keep herself out of the minority. Pre-merge found herself on the bottom in a tribe slot and still managed to pull off some really great moves with her idol. She explained it really well in her final tribal council performance. Uh, played her idol really well, maintained really great social bonds, won some immunity challenges along the way as well. And I think the key thing there is that that didn't, like, that wasn't like such a big part of a game that she relied on it to move forward. Like, her strategic game trumped her physical game. And so that was, I guess, a reason why she was a better player than a lot of the rest on this cast. Yeah. Anything else about this finale episode before we move on into a few end of season awards? If anyone wants to pop in anything we've forgotten to touch on, not. I think we move straight into our final segment. Something a, a bit different that I wanted to do just at the end of the season, wrapping up on what was a really great season of Australian Survivor. Just a few end of season awards. I really like to get some of your thoughts and some of your nominations for these, thinking about uh who fit the category best, I think. So the first category we've got is Best Episode. Now, there have been some really great episodes this season so far. Which one really stood out to you guys? Noah, did you want to go first?
2: Best Episode for me, and it was also my favourite blindside of the season, was the one uh after Merge where Gerald goes home, because I think that exploited, once again, the brawn, Brain into Merge, but also develop George and Haley's relationship, but then also George's strategic game to flip back over to Brain's, and it was the most entertaining pre-tribal I think we've had, and it was overall a good episode for as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, have to agree. Emma, did you have another suggestion?
3: I, I did, actually. Um, it was around a similar time, maybe the episode or so before. It was just, I think, maybe two after the initial tribe swap, and it was the one where two from each team got um could get immunity. So this was when Brain was actually on one of the sides was um outnumbered five to four to Braun, but Haley had the idol and two of the other Brain were saved by the immunity. And I really liked the way, you know, they managed from that to break apart the Braun alliance. This is when I think Shannon went home and um i thought that was really smart play, but also in that challenge i really enjoyed the bit where um simon celebrated with way because way got the immunity and i thought that was just a very lovely scene to watch
0: awesome great nomination there emma jane final nomination best episode
1: so i'd have to narrow it down to two maybe the finale just because it was such a big ending such a big way to finish and you know you got to hear the final tribal council and no one got voted out they just voted for the winner um also to probably the one where way won the individual immunity just because of that moment where she was so far behind the challenge she came back and just won and that was like such a beautiful moment as yeah you know anyone can win at the end of the day so that's my pitch what about you michael which one was your favorite
0: Three different suggestions from all three of you. That's really interesting. Um I'd have to go with Noah on the Gerald vote. I think that was a really great one where we saw a lot of strategy played out. I think the Shannon vote-out was a close second too with Haley's idle play or idle nod play as well and how she managed to form a prisoner's dilemma there. So that was really interesting, but I think I'll have to go with Noah and the Gerald boot there Um for best episode. All right, I think we're going to have to speed through the rest of these. So best character, Noah. George. George, best character, great. Emma, best character. George. <laughs> Emma Jane? George. Hands down, probably the best character, gave some great confessionals, and yeah, one of the best characters we've probably seen so far. Um, uh, best player, Noah. Again, George. George again, Emma?
3: George or Haley.
0: George or Haley, okay. Well I mean they're in the final two, so I guess can't argue there. Emma Jane, best player. Haley. Wow, we're split again. I think I'd have to go with George this one. He played the best strategic game. Probably aligns with the fact that Russell Hansen is one of my favourite players of all time. So, um, he played a similar game to Russell. So yeah, I'd have to go with George. Yeah, um, but
1: Hayley won. Yeah, but
0: George was the best player. He had the best strategic game. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, most underrated player, Noah. Uh, before she got,
2: very, um, got sick, Chelsea. I would have liked to see how her game would have developed the further she went, but she kind of just was, went unnoticed behind Danny and Simon, and I thought she was pretty underrated.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good shout. She got uh, a bit under-edited as well there too. Um, Emma, who you got?
3: I almost have to agree with Noah. I would have liked to see more of Chelsea, but I really appreciated Danny. And I know there was yeah. bits where some people didn't like her as much, but I thought she was smart. She was respectable. So I thought she'd definitely be one of the most underrated players in a way.
0: Interesting, interesting. Emma Jane, who is your most underrated player? Um,
1: I think it would be either Phil or Wei, because no one would have expected Wei to make it that far.
0: Yeah, all good picks all around. I would go with Shannon. Shannon, I think, was an underrated player that uh probably well, we got underrated, so they had some really great moves there as well. Player that should have gone the f- gone further than they actually did, Noah.
2: Big D, because that just should have never happened.
0: Yeah, oh so frustrating to see Big D go home on a on a split vote that went wrong. Oh. Emma, who you got?
3: Oh, I agree with Big D or I'd say Danny again, just a couple more further. I think she should have gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Really good pick there as well. Emma Jane, who you've got?
1: Um, it would either be Phil, Shannon or Baden. Um, but I'm gonna say I would have liked to see Shannon go much further than she did.
0: I'd agree. I uh, I really thought that Shannon could have gone further and she got I guess, blindsided by Haley's killer move. Um, Funny how
1: we never mentioned Simon. Simon was such a big character.
0: Yeah, that too. Yeah, Simon definitely and was Gavin. a great character. Gavin, not so much a great character, but both players could have gone further than they actually did. Let's move on to the next one. Best move of the season, Noah.
2: Haley's 50-50 idol in that um 2 tribe vote out. I think that was the best move, especially when she didn't even end up playing it and flipped the alliance on its head.
0: Yeah, great, great move there by Hayley. Emma, who you got for best move?
3: I think voting out Simon with the double idol as a blind side because if they didn't do that, it was a stupid idea for him to tell people he had to because that just puts a massive target. But if they didn't get rid of him or he had like suspected something, he could have gone a lot further and been a bit more of a threat than he already was. So I think that was the smartest move.
0: Yeah, interesting. Emma Jane, who have you got for best move? Oh.
1: When Kara voted Laura out the second time. Actually, Hayley's two one one was actually really good.
0: You have to pick one. You can't just keep giving, like, a bunch of different I, answers.
1: There's there's too many things to choose from. Okay, I'm going to say when Kara voted Laura out.
0: On the one vote? Yeah, <laughs> Kara's biggest move of the game. I'd have to go with um Gerald's vote out, though. I think the way that the Brain Alliance is able to create a circular firing squad is probably... A really great move. And then to vote out the safe vote and still cause a really big impact on that alliance is a really great move. Um Funniest moment of the season, Noah?
2: There's a couple, but um, I think always will be Gerald shouting at people when they're trying to remember something as they pull themselves back to shore. It's just like the stupidest and most encouraging <laughs> thing to do. And yeah, it would just go down in my mind always whenever I see a swimming challenge now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember we mentioned that on our initial chat that we had earlier in the season. Yeah, definitely one of the funniest moments. Emma, who was your funniest moment? I
3: think just George's commentary throughout the entire thing was pretty funny, especially in the early episodes of the game where I think people weren't as fond of him and we were like, nah, you're going home, when he thought he was the king of the world. Um, It was quite ironic, but I did enjoy his commentary throughout
0: it. It was quite funny as well. Yeah, definitely gave some funny one liners there. Emma Jane, what was your funniest moment of the season?
1: I agree with um Emma, but I'm gonna say when he when George was hiding in the grass, listening in on the conversations of his tribe mates, that was also pretty funny. I
0: Have to agree there too. It was pretty funny watching George crawl around in the grass, um, listening in on his tribe mates. I'd have to go actually with actually a move that was a pretty big move. I'd say it was Danny getting voted out, big D, but it was Kara's mismanagement of the split vote. I was like, yo, how can you, how can you mess up the split vote to cause one of your alliance to go home? And she didn't do it on purpose at all. Like, she did it herself. She made a pretty bad move there, but yeah, I found that moment pretty funny there. Um, and yeah, just final question. I guess this isn't an award per se, but where does this season rank for you as a whole in relation to all the other Australian survivor seasons? Um, Noah, you go first.
2: Um, it would have to go fourth only because Luke was into two seasons and any season with Luke would be off there for me. And then Dave's first season as well. I just really enjoyed. I thought that had the best mix of all characters and, um, most people that you could enjoy, but also a lot of diverse moves and not just sticking to alliances a lot.
0: Mm, yeah, interesting. Um, Emma, how about for you? Where does this season rank?
3: Um, it might just be because we live in the same household, but I once again have to agree exactly with Noah. Um, it'd probably be fourth. I just liked the other ones a bit more because I think there were some more characters that I liked in the other ones and, like, overall liked the characters a bit more because I think in the season I was just sitting and waiting for a few to get flipped off. That sounds a bit mean, but I did, especially enjoying um David and Luke's seasons, one of definitely my favourite to watch.
0: Yeah, Interesting. Interesting. I keep saying that a lot to your answers, they're just very interesting answers. Um, Emma Jane, what about you? Where does this season rank?
1: I think this season for me ranks top three, just because it's been such a different season to the others. Um, there's a lot of characters and maybe because of George and Haley. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Michael?
0: Yeah, I feel like oh, it's interesting. This season for me, I, I'd i agree with you at the grand top three. It's definitely a different season. There's a lot of variants in the game, it's very hyperactive, we also had some great characters but we also had a, a few character duds as well, I feel like there was a real split between the top end and the bottom end there, but I think it still ranks 3, I still put season 4 at number 1, season 2 at 2, and then this slots in at 3 above, um, above All-Stars for me, just simply because of the moves and the fact that gameplay didn't really get stale. Um things always seem to be moving um a lot. So, yeah, it's definitely up there. It's kind of similar to San Juan del Sur in America. I know a lot of people don't like that season just because of how wackadoo and crazy it actually is. But the fact that it is so crazy has actually landed it in the top half of a lot of season rankings for a lot of people. So, yeah, I think that's where it ranks for me. Um, I guess, well, we'll move into quote of the week. There's not many quotes this week and we already know who won this season. Big old George um giving the greatest quotes. I think I'll just read out a couple of the quotes I got from him. I only got two this week, and they both came from George. First one is, I'm glad I lasted more than four minutes today. Really funny quote from George. And then the second one was, If my mum was proud watching me compete in the challenge yesterday, wait till she sees me stirring tomatoes. Always great quotes from George. Yeah, he takes out quote of the week, I think, with five wins this season. So no competition whatsoever there. But, yeah, that wraps it up for the finale of Australian Survivor Brains vs. Braun. We're looking forward to the next season of Australian Survivor. I've heard a lot of rumours that it's going to be Blood vs. so That should be really, really exciting. But, yeah, that wraps it up for another week, I guess. Yeah, it's been really great being able to bring, I guess, recaps to you guys about what's been going on in Australian Survivor every week. Um, There's still a lot going on though in the world of reality TV. We've got SAS Australia coming up, we've got The Masked Singer, The Voice just wrapped up, but most importantly, we've got Survivor 41 coming along. I'm going to be super excited for that. Emma, Noel, Emma, Jane, are you guys going to be watching Survivor 41?
3: Definitely.
2: Whenever I can.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same.
3: (laughs) Whenever we can.
0: Oh, that's going to be really, really great. It's definitely going to be a different season in and of itself. But yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, Noel, what's going on with you this week?
2: Same old, same old, finishing off online school and spending
0: all of my time outside once I hear holidays. <laughs> it should be really great once school's over. Emma, but Emma, what about you?
3: Oh yeah, like, no, I'm finishing school, but um, in a couple of days I'll be finishing school for good. So graduating, finishing up, hopefully relaxing for a bit before we go back into
1: study.
0: Yeah, super, super exciting. Finishing school is always a great moment. And, yeah, Emma-Jane, what about you?
1: Yeah, I'll be doing uni work online. Yeah, what about you, Michael?
0: Yeah, back in the grind, that's for sure. Yeah, pretty much the same. I've got a lot of uni papers, but just can't wait to get back into some more um, reality TV. It's going to be really, really great. And, yeah, that brings us to the end of this season of Recaps. It was a really great season, and hopefully you guys will tune in for Survivor 41 Recaps. I'll be doing them um, for the upcoming season. So make sure you stay tuned in for that. But yeah, thanks once again for listening at home. If you made to the end of another episode, really appreciate it if you did. Um, yeah, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Talk report and let me know your thoughts as well at, on Twitter at Talk report. If you agreed or disagreed with anything that Emma, Emma Jane or Noah and I said in this episode. But until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you hopefully for Survivor 41. Have a good one, guys. Bye.
1: Thanks. Bye. Thinking bye.
0: See ya.